Sean McVay, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, fresh off a victory on Monday night against the Oakland Raiders, joins us here on the Sedano Show on ESPN LA. Um, Sean, before we get into any of the football stuff, today is National Video Game Day, so Trudell and I have a couple of quick questions for you. Yeah, but before... not involving someone dying, though. No one okay. died yeah, today. Yeah, You're, we're okay. That. We're not doing that today, yeah. I promise, okay? Okay, fair enough. So... <laughs> Your go-to video game when you were in high school and college was? Uh, you know, I, I would probably say it was NCAA and Madden. You know, pretty pretty predictable for you guys. Oh, man. So, Coach, so you – I was just saying this. The reason that I like FIFA or NBA Jam, you know, more than Madden is because I don't know the whole playbook for the 1995 Vikings, and I feel like I'm a little – a bit of a disadvantage in that case. So, when you're playing – when you're playing that game, at that point, of course, you know everything about football. How much are you playing like an actual coach would play, and and is that make you more effective as a Madden player? Yeah, you know, I would say, uh, you know, I wasn't good enough to be on Madden, but when I was playing in college, I'd play with myself in, uh, in NCAA, and that was, I'd just run my stats up. So I certainly didn't play like a college, uh, like a, like a coach would. Um, but that was, that was a long time ago, and, and when I really didn't know very much about football. Whoa, wait a second. So you played with your squad in NCAA football. I love that. Yeah, I played with Miami of Ohio, man. I had to do it. I also, for, first of all, I do not believe that you've ever had a moment of your life where you didn't know. Yeah, I, I'm not like, buying that. My, okay, coach, we we saw the uh, the interview with Brian Gumble. Okay, McVeigh, you're not fooling us. My three year olds can name like what the teams, what helmets, are, the teams of the, the helmets are. If I show them the helmet, they can give me the team. I have to imagine that you at that age knew a play call or two. Uh, you know what? I, maybe I did, I, but I I know this. It's a, the coaching profession is very humbling. I thought I knew stuff as a player, and then once you get into coaching, then you realize, man, I really don't know very much. Okay, fine. All right, let, let's get into what we were just discussing. So early in the game, uh, Aaron Donald gets flagged for a personal foul penalty. And, and look, man, it just it's tough to watch because if you watch the play over and over again, at least the way I saw it when I rewound it, is, look, he beat the right guard, right, 66. And then 66 gets beat, and as Aaron is lunging towards the quarterback, he pushes him, he falls, and of course his natural instinct is going to be to try to grab the quarterback. That's what you pay him to do. How difficult is it to legislate that particular rule and deal with that in practice and in a game situation? It is tough. And I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, you're learning from examples and, um, you know, everything's about protecting our players and trying to keep the game safe. But there are certain plays where when you beat a guard and you're going kind of to your feet on the ground and the quarterback's right in front of you, your natural instinct is to get them. And, um, you know, everything that we do is, we're, you know, it's all about the intent. And I, and I don't think by any stretch Aaron was trying to injure Carr. And, um, you know, sometimes we've got to demonstrate, all right, what can we do to learn from this? If something similar does come up, how can we avoid that and still have the ability to execute and finish the play in that situation? And, you know, really, just like anything else, those are experiences you learn from and you educate yourself as a coach, and then you try to make sure that you provide visual evidence and the verbal, you know, communication to your players so that if they do come up in the future, not just Aaron, but everybody can learn from it and we can figure out how can we better handle this situation. And, that's why sometimes you send in some of these plays to Al Riveron, the head of officiating, and, and you get the clarity from him so then you can communicate that back to the players on, all right, what can we do to help put our players in a situation to have success here and not, you know, number, number one, injure anybody, but then number two, demonstrate that they're playing within the framework of the rules 
uh, and, and still being able to be aggressive and, and make those kind of plays. Coach, because so many of your starters didn't play in the preseason, I wondered what you saw in the first half that you know maybe was stuff that, that just guys had to build that rapport on the actual field, and then what specific adjustments you made at halftime, what kinds of things you and your coordinators told the players that we then saw uh, be a, a totally different game in the second half. Yeah, you know, I think, I think guys really, you know, I think, you know, from an offensive standpoint, we went three and out in the first series with, you know, a couple bad play calls by me. But then really over the next three drives, uh, they, you know, we ended up scoring a touchdown in four plays. And then those guys got into field goal range, kicked one field goal, missed another one. And you only had really 20 plays in the first half. So I thought the offense, you know, with, with the opportunities they had, and then, you know, I put them in a bad spot. I thought they did a nice job. And then defensively, uh, really, once they settled in, I think there's an element of, you know, there was a little bit of the things, and you're not really sure what are they going to present offensively. They did a good job of coming out in some up-tempo, no huddle with some empty formations and some exotic looks where they were displacing some tight ends and some halfbacks uh, in some non-normal spots in the formation. And I thought our defensive guys did an excellent job being able to settle in and, and make some plays, come away with three turnovers, shut them out in the second half. But um, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily a result of rust or it was just kind of getting acclimated to that specific game. But, you know, the other team has to say as well. And I got a lot of respect and appreciation for the Raiders, their coaching staff, their personnel. And, um, you know, it, it's, it certainly is hard to win in this league. It was a great atmosphere and environment. And I thought our players did a great job demonstrating the mental toughness that we want to embody and, and not kind of flinching or blinking and playing well in the second half. Sean McVay, Rams head coach with us here on the Sedano Show on ESPN LA. To that point, Sean, um, I'm with you. I, I, my guess is because of the fact that John hasn't played, hasn't coached in a long time, um, and it's week one, there's going to be stuff that you're not familiar with, that you didn't see on tape, even as familiar as you are with John and his schemes in the past. Uh, how much of it was that? And, and of course, then kind of a second question, how much of it was uh, overblown that you guys didn't play those guys in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, you know, really, I, I think that it was. There's a lot of respect and appreciation for Coach Gruden, and I thought he did some really good stuff. And you know, it's it's been you know a while since he had coached, so you kind of try to guess and anticipate, but you can never fully mimic and emulate it. And that's why the tape and the preparation is so vital and important. But our guys played rules, they adjusted, and then you know they ended up settling into the game. Um, as far as the preseason is concerned. You know, I, you got a lot of respect and appreciation for playing football, but still, you know, it'd be a couple weeks, even if you had played guys in that third preseason game that takes place between now and that first game, um, you know, to say that that was the reason, even though, you know, we don't really look at it as, as, as it was rust as much as it was just kind of settling into the game. Uh, but we talked about each play being its own individual entity, and, and we got to do a good job. You know, we feel fortunate to come away with a win in a tough road atmosphere we got to do a good job on a short week getting ready for a division opponent coming into our place, and, and we're looking forward to that challenge this week. All right, Coach McVay, final thing for you, and, and really more importantly, did you have a starter jacket back in the day? <laughs> you know what? I did not have a starter jacket, but I did have some buddies that used to rep the starter jackets. Oh, oh okay. All right. I, I was hoping that you might have one. I mean, I, I had a Buffalo Bills one. I thought it was a great color scheme growing up. So, Donna, did you have a Dolphins one or anything? Uh, I did have a Dolphins one. I feel like you're a Letterman jacket, though, kind of guy, McVay. Yes? I don't know how to take that, George. No, like you were a great athlete in high school and in college. I had a, I had a big letter jacket. Sedano. That's what I'm saying. Like you, I, mean, I, would, I would wear the letter jacket because it was mandated because of the school uniform. But uh, I don't know that I was wearing it out socially. Well, in high school, you wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I knew a lot of dudes that grew up that used to wear it out socially when they were in high school. 
I got you. Yeah. yeah I, I, I didn't have the starter jacket. I would wear the letter jacket to school, but yeah, uh, that yeah. would be about it. Of course. Yeah. Well, you got to. Uh, anyway, thanks for the time. Oh, one last question, Sean. Um, we have this as our poll question today. Is it possible to butter someone up and also be genuine in your reverence towards them? That's a great question. You know, I, I think that I think that it's possible to compliment somebody in an authentic and genuine way. Butter up seems like it's cheesy and it's not authentic. So I think, you know, the way I take buttering up, that means like you're trying to do something that, you know, you've got a you've got something you're trying to accomplish Agenda. and it's not really authentic and genuine. I think you can compliment and, you know, praise people in an authentic and genuine way, but to butter somebody up, it's got kind of negative connotation to where, you know, you've got some other side goal that you're trying to accomplish. So hey, I would say no. All right, fair oh, enough. There I it is. Sean McVay, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams. Sean, we always appreciate you coming on, whether it's the football stuff or the shenanigans. Again, always appreciate that. And that's genuine on our part. Well, hey, I appreciate you buttering me up, George. So hey. All right, man. Nicely Take care. Played. Good luck this week, okay? Nicely played. Okay, thanks, man. See you. Take care. See Sean McVay with this year.